We're putting the band back together. From the Twisted Minds, we brought you the original fan ball. We had a bad pile of stuff turned goat piss in the gas This is the Fanball Fantasy Football Podcast. If you're dumb, surround yourself with smart people. And if you're smart, surround yourself with smart people who disagree with you. And welcome back to another episode of the Fanball Fantasy Football Podcast. Today with me, I have John Tuvey. How you doing, John? I'm doing well, thank you. And I got Matt Steichen. I think this is your first time in the podcast room. Uh, it is. I've I've uh, I've done some podcasts about high school sports over the years when I was in the newspaper business, and I used to have a radio show about Bob Dylan every Sunday night, but that was a while ago. So this is my first try at fantasy football. I'm going to challenge him to work in some Bob Dylan lyrics. Not not for this show, because uh, now we've you know it's it's a little too late to to prep him for that. But uh, we'll we'll get some uh, Dylan lyrics into the show at some point. Matt's going to be our defensive expert for the entire season, so I'll listen to what he has to say in this show, and uh, it'll be a nice springboard for the rest of the year. What a coincidence! This is going to be a defensive special teams podcast, so it's, it's funny how that works. out. <laughs> it's crazy that perfect timing. Yeah, got him in here for it. So. This podcast is going to be about the defensive and special teams prices on fanball.com. The lobby is open. You can go check it out. And what we are going to be talking about in this episode is the Sunday slate of games and the Sunday prices. John, let's... And you can, you can even play uh, Sammy Watkins or Jordan Matthews, unlike other sites. We've, we've got them on their actual teams. Not for this uh, segment, of course. Not, neither of them is a defense special teams, as far as I'm aware unless they've changed positions. But if you'd like to jump in and, you know, if you love you some Sammy Watkins, go ahead. If you love you some Sammy Watkins. I know they're out there. They have yeah. to be, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, he's uh, he's probably going to be the number one target. Goff might lock in on him. Sure, absolutely. But today we're not here to talk about wide receivers. We are here to talk about defenses and special teams units. So maybe the first thing to do is to talk about fanball scoring. Basically, you get one point for a sack, two points for interceptions and fumbles, six points for a touchdown. Uh, we don't mess with the points scored against them or the yardage. So those are things that do not count on fanball. And that was a contentious debate. Not contentious, but why, why punish the Ravens defense because Joe Flacco throws a pick and you know, sets up uh, the Steelers at the one-yard line going in? There, there's just too many variables uh, on the offensive side that don't really represent how a defense is contributing fantasy-wise. So we pulled that off the table. You do still get your uh, defense return touchdowns, your kick return touchdowns, your blocked field goals, blocked punts, all of that. So it's mostly about how the defense performs as opposed to you know how, what situation their offense leaves them in. Right, and, and just just a couple more things in here. Blocked field goals, blocked punts, and safeties are also all worth two points on Fanball. So let's start with you, John. What are the chalk prices? What What's the chalk this week? Well, in week the, one, anyway. The big heavy hitters, and it, it should come as no surprise, I think if you're playing in a season-long league, you're going to be following the Jets uh, to whatever extent you can. But the Bills are the uh, top price defense at uh, $4,200. Um, 
they only scored a point against the Jets last year in Week 17, but the first meeting each of the last three seasons, the Buffalo DST has scored 8, 10, and 11 points against the Jets. So that one makes sense. Really any team versus the Jets is going to make sense almost every week. (laughs) And another shocking move, we're following the Jaguars as well. And with uh, J.J. Watt back in Houston, we've got Houston as the second highest uh, salary defense at four grand. Uh, They've had 10 or more fantasy points in three of their last four meetings with the Jaguars. And uh, the matchup I'm looking forward to that I think could really impact the the scoring on the Texans side, Jadavian Clowney lining up against the rookie uh, Cam Robinson at left tackle. Uh, One more chalk to throw at you. Uh, You've been following around the Browns for years, and now you've got the Steelers, 3,800 at Cleveland. The last four times these teams have played, the Steelers' defense has put together 8, 16, 11, and 9 fantasy points. Now, I'm maybe not as bullish on the Steelers this year. I think it's a a better Cleveland offensive line, and a lot of those points have uh, been generated by sacks and now with uh, some of the additions to the Browns' offensive line. Plus, it's it's a home game, but it also could be Brock Osweiler at quarterback. It could be Cody Kessler at quarterback. It could be the rookie Deshaun Kaiser at quarterback. So um, I see why they're asking you to pay big money for the Steelers. Looking at uh, these top options here, two that I really like, as you said, the Texans going up against the Jaguars. The Jags had 29 turnovers last year. That was uh, among the league leaders. I think it was third in the league, 29 turnovers. Blake Bortles and their quarterback situation has been a total mess. Uh, the Texans front sevens, very good. And they've got J.J. Watt returning. I think the Jags will already try to uh, lean on Leonard Fournette. And I think they'll be forced to pass the ball against the Texans' front seven. That's going to make life tough for Bortles. And he only had 92 passing yards last year against the Texans. So I think it's uh, going to be a tough matchup there. They're going to be forced to throw the ball. I think the Texans are going to put up some big numbers defensively against the Jags. The other matchup I like among those top defensive teams, the Cardinals at the Lions. The fan ball scoring system, I think, makes a huge advantage for a team like the Cardinals. This game could be 34-31, to 31, and the Cardinals could still have a great scoring defensive game. The Lions like to drop back and throw the ball a lot. That you know, Those seven-step drops, deep passing routes means you know risky passes, opportunities for strip sacks. If you're not being punished for giving up points, then you can still have a really good defensive game, even if it's a high-scoring game. So I think the Cardinals, even for a year-long, are a really great option this year. They have a lot of easy games. But even in this uh, single-week matchup, I think they're going to be able to score a lot of points against the Lions, who are going to throw the ball a lot. And what was the price on the Cardinals? 3500 for the Cardinals. And, and I, I'm on board with Matt. Uh, it's going to be interesting no Calais Campbell in Arizona. However, uh, again, going back to the offensive line matchups, as you know I am wont to do, you've got Chandler Jones going against what will most likely be Gerald Robinson at left tackle. So uh, a lot of look out, Matthew Stafford. And uh, I found in uh, when, when you're looking at defenses, if you are generating pressure on the passer, that's going to lead, like Matt said, to, to strip sacks. Sacks you're going to get a point for. Uh, it's going to force bad passes, which lead to interceptions, which are a couple points. And uh, there's no quicker way to the end zone than the strip sack score. So a uh, lot of opportunities for the Cardinals this week as well. And at a 500 to $700 discount off the uh, top three right there. Wow. It's my understanding there would be no math, but yeah. that was quite <laughs> impressive, actually. So the Cardinals are a little bit of a discount off those top ones. What are a huge value for you, John? 
My favorite value, and I know I'm going to steal this one from Matt. We talked a little bit about this in pre Well, why don't you let Matt talk about it first, then? Because I, I, I like this one. I know he's got a couple others that I think he could, <laughs> he could riff on. But uh, I like Tampa Bay. Uh, I, I like the Buccaneers. They were uh, tied for fourth in defensive touchdowns generated last year. And they get you a, a Miami offense that uh, they could be banged up on the offensive line. Uh, they're going to have Jay Cutler quarterback, and Jay Cutler don't care. Jay Cutler is going to throw that ball into double, triple coverage. So uh, the opportunity for turnovers, uh, the opportunity for sacks along the uh, banged-up offensive offensive line at a nice price point of twenty nine hundred dollars for the Buccaneers. Uh, I like that as a value play. I'm uh, on board with the Bucks as well. Who knows what's going to be going on with Jay Cutler? He hasn't had time to work with these receivers there could be some miscommunications thrown to the you know wrong guy turns the other way pick six goes the other way uh, Miami had 23 turnovers last year Jarvis Landry's got off the field issues Jay Ajay's got concussion issues that could carry over Bucks came on strong at the end of last year they actually finished uh, third in the league with 29 takeaways the last eight games of last season they went six and two and gave up 13 points a game and uh, their only losses were by single touchdowns against Dallas and New Orleans so the Bucks, I think, are a team overall trending upwards. And going uh, on the road is not that big of a deal when you're going to play Jay Cutler in Miami. I think that's <laughs> going to be a great opportunity for them to be a steal at their price point. And the, uh, the other matchup I really like before you steal it, uh, <laughs> be Washington defense for 3,000. They're going up against Carson Wentz in Philadelphia at home. Wentz was 1-7 on the road last year with seven touchdowns and nine interceptions in eight games. And uh, Washington doesn't have a reputation for being a great defensive team. But in eight home games last year, they held quarterbacks to an 84 quarterback rating. For 3,000, Washington is a pretty good pickup, I think, against Philadelphia at home. Here's my one concern about that pick. Last year in the two matchups, uh, the Redskins had nine sacks of Carson Wentz, but they got them twice without Lane Johnson. And we will be back in front of Carson Wentz this year. I know uh, Ryan Kerrigan had three of those sacks, and that will be uh, Johnson's direct matchup. So Kerrigan was feasting on backup tackles last year. Uh, Again, everything you said about uh, Wentz going on the road and the Redskins at home, um, I do think that's a value, especially at you know at the at the lower end of the uh, the price pool. I just uh, I'm a little worried that maybe they won't be gener- generating quite as much pressure uh, with Lane Johnson back in the lineup. And the matchup that I thought you were going to steal that uh, I'll uh, expound on a little bit um, potentially could be the best value play. It depends on the health status of Andrew Luck, but uh, the Rams at 3,200 uh, home against the Colts. If it's Scott Tolzien at quarterback, and we already know it's going to be uh, some sort of backup center with Ryan Kelly probably headed for IR, going to miss probably the first half of the season, if not more. And if Aaron Donald comes back to camp, you've got the best defensive lineman in football facing a unproven, untested center and Scott Tolzien at quarterback. I mean, that that is just screaming for uh, a value play. And at 3,200, even if it's Andrew Luck behind that offensive line uh, in L.A., uh, especially if Donald is back, lots of opportunities for the Rams to generate some points there. Okay, so to recap what we've got here, the chalk plays are the Bills, Texans, and Steelers, and, and both both John and Matt seem to like them. Matt added the cards for about $500 to $700 less, which uh, seems like really good value and still still can pay off for you. The value plays, I believe we had the Bucks, 
and the Rams. And Matt introduced the Redskins. Did, did you like that Redskins call, John? I did like the Redskins. I, a little concerned about uh, the return of Lane Johnson, but you know, one offensive lineman can't solve all of the problems that uh, that they had. And, and again, you've, you've got a quarterback who's just starting his second year. They've talked about how Wentz has taken steps forward, but he goes on the road in a divisional game, and it's he's still uh, you know fairly fresh and unproven. So I, I don't mind him at that value. And that that was twenty five hundred for the Redskins, right? Three grand for the okay, Redskins. Okay, three grand. Okay, so that that's a, that's even better value than the Bucks and the Rams. So I went to John first last two times for trap plays. Let's go to Matt first. What do you have for trap plays? Uh, you know, I'm uh, I'm looking at uh, the game between Cincinnati and Baltimore. Both of those defenses are going for thirty two hundred. You know, I think it's it's going to be tempting to users to think that that might be a, a good opportunity. But uh, the last three times these teams have played, they've totaled 40 points or less. So it looks like it's a good defensive matchup on paper. But uh, I feel like these are two teams that are going to be playing conservatively. You know, it might be a game where it ends up 20-17 to 17 and looks like a good defensive game. But I can see a lot of field goals and punts in this game. Uh, not a lot of uh, high-risk-taking offenses. So, uh, you know, running plays, running out the clock, and punts and field goals, and not a lot of turnovers. So uh, I, I think that's a game where it's uh, not going to be as good of an option as it might look on paper. It does look, and it would look a lot better if it's Ryan Mallett instead of Joe Flacco at quarterback because I think that, that would be the kind of guy that you'd, uh, you'd want to throw that Bengals defense in against. But uh, I think you hit it on the head. It's going to look like a, a good defensive matchup because it, it's probably going to be low scoring. But you've got two you – know, the Bengals are probably one of the worst offensive lines in football – Baltimore has some definite concerns. Um, I think it's going to be more about two struggling offenses as opposed to uh, defenses making plays. So uh, I don't see a lot of fantasy value there. I think the trap play for me is the Carolina Panthers. Um, They're up at 3,500. They get San Francisco. They travel to San Francisco. And on paper, you're thinking, yeah, that San Francisco team, they they were awful last year. Carolina's got a great defense, but... You know, it's a new coach. It's a new offense in San Francisco. And when you look at what San Francisco does in week one, the last two years, they won 28 nothing and 20-3. to So whatever the mojo is they've got working in week one, uh, I don't want to risk a, a Carolina defense against that uh, mojo, uh, not for 3,500. No, I was thinking the exact same thing on that matchup. I looked it up, uh, you know, when I was researching, and I thought, you know, maybe the Panthers are going to feast on this. The 49ers were surprisingly good at one thing last year, and that was taking care of the ball. They don't make a lot of mistakes. I think dozen or so turnovers in 16 games last year, something around that number, and I was surprised by that. Uh, they take care of the ball, and they're at home, so I think uh, the Panthers' uh, 3,500 is a little steep for them in that situation. And another one we can throw out that uh, you know the the Detroit Lions at a price point of 3,300 are, are in the top 10 options. They get Arizona at home, but if you look at what's happened to the Lions this preseason, they already lost Kerry Hyder in his eight sacks. He's out for the year. They only generated 14 takeaways all of last season, so not a big fan of the Detroit defense, and there's no Jay Clemens in here to defend uh, his beloved Lions. I think we can take a few shots at the Lions here. So, John, you you didn't like the Panthers. Well, neither of you like the Panthers at 3,500 versus San Francisco, who surprisingly don't give up a lot of points to defenses. 
Johnny didn't like the Lions, and Matt didn't like the Baltimore-Cincinnati matchup. And, and to further his point about the low-scoring nature of it, they have one of the bottom three over-unders for that week, at least what's being reported right now. So it does look like that's going to be a low-scoring game. And that's a, that's a mental adjustment to make because, you know, in a season-long league, you know, you're going to re- be rewarded if your team gives up 10 points. But in this, in this daily fan ball, you need to create big plays. You need yep. t- touchdowns and turnovers and blocked kicks. And so uh, a low-scoring game is not necessarily going to help you. Exactly, exactly. So that's what our guys think this week. Give you a few options, uh, a few things to think about when you're setting your fan ball lineups. Uh, of course, you can go to the lobby and check out all the prices if you want to. I think you should. It's probably a good idea. That's how I get we paid. We strongly <laughs> recommend it, yes. But anyway, we'll go over the pricing for all the positions this week on Fanball. So go to Fanball.com. Get your Fanball number. It helps you play against people of your skill level. That way you're not eaten up by the Sharks. And check out our lobby. Enter some games. There are some free rolls still in there. Once again, all the prices we've talked about are for the Sunday slate of week one. And that's probably a good thing that it's the Sunday slate only because both the Chiefs and the Patriots are generally considered top 10 fantasy defenses. If not top five. If not top five. I believe I have the Chiefs as my number one defense for the season, but it's such a bad matchup that you don't want to have to pay the prices. So it's a good thing they've been taken off the board for you, but you know you can jump back in and play them in a, a Monday-Thursday slot. Oh. And uh, I'll continue our fan ball plug. If you're uh, playing our games, I definitely uh, would recommend going to our news tab and checking out. we got tons of great content, uh, stories about the individual matchups, but also I'll be writing uh, weekly the defense and special teams matchup breakdowns and uh, kind of giving you some more of this same information based on the week-to-week matchups. So you want to check that out too. Absolutely. Check out Matt's work on fanball.com by hitting the news tab and check out all of our work. All right. For Scott Fish and John Tuvey and Matt Steichen, thanks for listening. Hope you have a great day.